You are listening to the official podcast of Grace Atumwa, Episode 9, What is the Opposite of Scarcity? In a fearful world, we are afraid that there is not enough. Until we receive the vaccine for this scarcity mindset, we will continue to be shaken by every storm that passes us in 2021. In 2021, we want to be unshakable. Start your unshakable journey in this message from Pastor Chris, based upon Psalm 78, verses 13 through 20 and 23 through 30. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chris Childs. Let's look at a picture of a day in our not enough world. We wake up in the morning. When we wake up, we say, I didn't get enough sleep. Then we go, we look in the mirror and we say, not pretty enough. (laughs) Not enough muscles. My teeth aren't white enough. Hair is not put together enough. Not young enough or not old enough. And then we get in the shower and we say that shower was not long enough or it wasn't quick enough. And we hurry up to get out the door and we grab breakfast and we see that breakfast was not interesting enough. We're not sweet enough or not healthy enough or for many people just not enough. For me, as I get my toddler dressed, I think it's not fast enough. And for what she's concerned about, she says, I don't don't have enough time to decide what to wear. Or my clothes don't match enough. And for her, matching means the shirt and the pants are completely the same color. And I try and do her hair and put bows in it. And I say to myself, oh, I didn't do it right. It's not even enough. Got this big clump of hair on this side and this little tiny pigtail on that side. And then we get in the car. And many people look at their car and they say, oh, it's not new enough. Or it's not clean enough. Or it's not big enough. And then when we drop our child off at school or daycare, we say, That was not early enough. And we go about our day and as challenges come up, say, not smart enough, not creative enough. We run into conflicts with people or maybe even just awkward conversations. And we say, oh, I'm not likable enough. And we collapse at the end of the day and we say, When it comes to energy, I don't have enough energy. I didn't have enough time and not enough got done. And we finally lay down to bed and we say, we're not in bed early enough. So then tomorrow we'll get up and we'll say, not enough sleep. And when we say these things often enough, our not enough becomes never enough. Our... My hair isn't put together enough becomes my hair is never enough. 
my struggle with creativity becomes I'm never creative enough. My frustrations with my car means my car is never enough. We live in this never enough world. It's a scarcity culture. And I used to believe that the opposite of scarcity was abundance. I used to think that the opposite of scarcity, scarcity on one hand, was abundance on the other. That makes sense, right? Because they seem like opposites. There's scarcity here, which is not enough. Abundance is plenty. But if they are really opposites, why are people in one of the most abundant, wealthiest nations on earth so afraid of not having enough? Because we do. We live in the land of abundance and we live in the land of scarcity. When your mindset is scarcity and fear, Here's what I figured out. When your mindset is scarcity and fear, it doesn't matter how much you have. It will never be enough. Abundance and scarcity are the same thing. They're about focusing on trying to make sure that I get enough because right now I don't have enough. The chaos of 2020, when we look back at this year, the chaos of 2020, it shook us. And you and I, we aren't naive enough to believe that 2021 is going to be any easier. But we're given the opportunity to change our minds about some of the beliefs that held us back last year. So we're starting this series, Our Unshakable Year. And we're going to take that opportunity. And here's why. It's because we want 2021 to be unshakable. It's not that we just want the year to be unshakable. Disaster is going to strike. We already figured that out. I, in the first seven days, we started worrying about our democracy. But we want to be unshakable, no matter what comes. So this month, we have the opportunity to change our minds about a number of things. And today, we're addressing the scarcity mindset that ravaged our society last year. And some of you right now, you're saying, hold on, Pastor. When we look at what happened this past year, our society was not ravaged by a scarcity mindset. It was ravaged by a virus. Here's what I'll tell you. The virus last year in 2020, the virus right now, it's real. But the virus is not the worst part of what happened last year. How long did it take after the pandemic announcement was made for grocery stores to run out of supplies? The virus didn't cause us to run out of supplies. Our scarcity mindset caused us to run out of supplies. Yeah, there were supply chain issues, you bet. But there's a whole lot of hoarding going on. Deep freezers were out of stock. And then we look over this course here. What was the election about? It was about what to fear and who to blame. I'm not talking about politics here, of that, this party or that party. Overall, our election was about what to fear and who to blame. That's all about scarcity. That's all about the scarcity mindset that we're in of saying, there's not enough, so I need to be afraid. Now, what do I need to be afraid about? And whose fault is it? Who can I blame? Our scarcity mindset 
Our scarcity culture here in this nation is tearing us apart. So today, we're looking at scripture from Psalm 78, verses 13 to 20 and 23 to 30. I, I said earlier, this is a passage in scripture that tells the story of the people of God out in the wilderness between Egypt and the promised land. And they're in this wilderness. And in this psalm, they're recounting the story. It's poetic. Talk about how God split the sea so that people could walk across. As the sea held up on either side of them with tall walls of water, and they weren't touched. The psalm talks about how God led them through that wilderness, through that crisis, with a tall pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And the psalmist gets a little poetic and says, by lightning by night. The psalm talks about when the people of God were in the wilderness and they were thirsty. And they began crying out, God, did you bring us here just to die, just to, to, to die of thirst? We were better off in slavery. And God splits rocks open to provide streams of water flowing out. To provide bread and meat that just rains from the sky because they cry out, God, where is their food? And God rains down bread every morning for them. And sends birds to fly and just land in their camp for them to eat. And everyone and the people of God had their fill. And even with their mouths still full, they cried out and said it was not enough. Isn't that how we are? Isn't that how we are in this not enough world? We're always looking for more. I think about my daughter, Braylon, because um, it, it's not enough mentality. It, it starts early. My daughter, Braylon, she's two. When we go to have dinner, she wants a fork and a spoon on, on the table for her. We don't, even if she doesn't have a need for a spoon, she wants to have that fork and that spoon right there on the table. But often she wants to pick out her own spoon. She goes over to the drawer and she reaches up above her head and she reaches in and she grabs a spoon and she says, I want this one and I want that red spoon too. And I want the blue spoon too. And it's never enough spoons. <laughs> Even when there's nothing to eat with a spoon. This not enough mindset that we saw with the people of God in the wilderness. And we see in a two-year-old. It doesn't change when we become adults. Look at how we feel when we look at our bank accounts. When we look at our bank accounts. And we all got stimulus payments this year. We all got stimulus payments money we weren't counting on. But then when we finally get that, do we then say, finally, good, we now have enough? We've got plenty? No. And what did we do when we got the stimulus payments? We spent it on TVs. We spent it on cars. We spent it on new debt down payments. It, it was remarkable. We got our first round of stimulus payments last spring. And you couldn't buy a TV at Walmart anymore. They were sold out. 
and cars this summer. They were flying off the lots. And people weren't paying with cash. They were paying with debt because they got stimulus to get a due down payment to buy more stuff that they can't afford. And to be clear, some people didn't need the income boost. Many of us didn't, but some people really did and probably needed a lot more than what they got. And our spending of our stimulus money on TVs, cars, and new debts is not the problem. That's a symptom of our never enough culture. But before the pandemic, we all looked at our bank accounts and we said, it's not quite enough. And then we got, we've got these bonuses, we got these stimulus payments. And then we still said it's not enough. And even for those of us who saved it, getting that into our accounts wasn't enough to overcome the feeling of scarcity. Because when your mindset is scarcity and fear, it will never be enough. So when you and I, we're looking in that mirror and saying, I'm not enough. Or we're looking at our bank account and saying, it's never enough. We can know with confidence that the problem may not be with what we have. It may be the way that we're seeing what we have. Where does the scarcity mindset come from? This mindset of not enough. It comes from shame. It comes from that comparison, that always looking at what others have. Dave Ramsey likes to talk about how people buy things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like. And it's that comparison game. It's that shame that says, I'm not enough, but maybe if I have this, I might be. And then it's also the fear, the fear that drives us of, if I don't get this now, I might never be able to get it. It's shame, it's comparison, it's fear. It's also a loss that turns to trauma. One of the authors I like to read, Brene Brown, talks about a cultural PTSD that we're experiencing a cultural post-traumatic stress disorder. And I'm carefully using that term because I don't want to say what we're going through collectively is anything like people who have a diagnosable condition of PTSD. And at the same time, there's a sense that as a society, we've experienced tremendous loss that we haven't figured out how to talk about. At 9-11, we lost certainty that we were invincible. In the recession of 2007, we lost certainty that there would always be a job available. In this past year, we lost certainty that as a society, we could handle anything that could come our way. And when we're just getting started, naming a few. 
and loss that isn't addressed, isn't talked about, turns into trauma, and it turns into shame and blame, and it turns into fear. So what's the cure? What's the vaccine against scarcity? I'm here to tell you that it is gratitude. In Psalm 78, the people of God, they received a pathway through the waters to escape from Egypt. They received water gushing out of a rock and a cloud to guide them. They received food falling from the sky. God was willing and able to provide, and it was never enough. But when we practice gratitude for what we do have, we can be okay with what we don't have. So here's an example. Early in 2020, I found myself carrying so much stress and not putting it down. During supper, during supper, I was enjoying a meal with my family, but I wasn't enjoying a meal with my family. I was thinking about all the stress I was carrying. And when I was playing with my daughter, I wasn't playing with my daughter. I was thinking about all the stress that I was carrying. And people would say to me, Chris, where are you? And, you know, I started a gratitude practice on my drive home. That just at the end of the day, I would say, Chris, what, what are you grateful for today? And that gratitude practice allowed me to put the stress down. It doesn't have to be on the drive. It can be anywhere. But that practice of gratitude allows you to put the stress down. So one vaccine to the scarcity mindset is gratitude. But there's a second one. The second one is vulnerably facing shame and loss. To actually deal with the losses that we've faced. To deal with the shame that we're experiencing. That we are not enough. That we don't have enough. That it will never be enough to talk about it and address it and deal with it. If you remember from last week, we said that our weakness makes room for God's strength. When we're vulnerable, when we own our not enoughness, when we admit we don't have what it takes on our own, then we receive God's strength. But if we're not willing to admit these weaknesses, if we keep fighting against it, then we refuse to make room for God's strength. If you missed last week's message, which is one of the ones I've heard more people talk about than, than maybe any other message I've preached, you can view it on Facebook or YouTube. But we saw last week that when we own our weaknesses, that's when we're in the best position to receive God's strength. And even more importantly than that, we talked about how when being able to face our weaknesses is something that we can do because we know we are loved by God. That when we look in the mirror and we look at our bank account and we look at our card and we say, I'm not enough, we can also say and know and be confident that the God who made us looks at us. And God looks at us 
in love and says, yes, you are. You are my child who I love. Over these next few weeks in our series, we're going to be talking about seeing people, being present. Being present like I wasn't present with my family when I was carrying so much stress. About being present and facing life head on. And we'll even talk about numbing, some of the addictions, some of the not talked about addictions that we use to numb the pain that we feel. This is all part of us moving forward and living an unshakable life. Now, when someone asks you about your faith this week, what are you going to say? Here's some ideas from today. You might say to them, in our never enough world, I am enough. That'll start a conversation. In our never enough world, I am enough. Maybe you'd even follow that up with, have you ever felt that need, that worry of being enough? That's a start to conversation right there. Or maybe when someone asks you about your faith, you'll say, gratitude is the vaccine against our never enough problem. You can talk about your attempts to start a gratitude practices. And even be honest about places that you fall down and you aren't grad gracious or grateful the way you want to be. Now, if today's message has been helpful for you, I wonder if you know someone else who could benefit from it. We're going to repost it today at 4 p.m. When we do, would you share it to your Facebook page? And you can even say on there, when you repost it, you say what this message means to you. Maybe it's that phrase, there are never enough world, I am enough. Say what it means to you, or just say, this message meant a lot to me. I hope you enjoy it too. It makes a difference because it means other people get to experience God's grace. Would you pray with me right now? That as we continue on in this never enough world, the scarcity world, that you and I could live by a different set of rules. That you and I could be confident that in Christ we are enough. Let's pray. God, that's what we're asking for right now. We're asking that in Christ we could be enough. We're asking that in Christ we could let go of the things that we don't have and that we could let go of our fears and that when we let go of these fears, we could let go of the division around us. And we ask that by your grace, this world can be healed. That we could be people who know we have enough by the grace of God. And that by doing that, the people around us say, there's hope. I want to know more. How can I live? in this enough kind of way. We ask for your power by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found today's podcast meaningful, we invite you to subscribe to all of the podcasts from Grace Atumwa. Grace is a congregation of the United Methodist Church located in Otumwa, Iowa.
For more information on this podcast or other information on the Ministries of Grace Atumwa, you can find us on the web at www.graceotumwa, spelled O-T-T-U-M-W-A, dot org. Thank you for listening.